Did you know I had a production company called Mary Productions? That's my nickname, by the way. My mom made it up, and she made up the spelling derived from Meredith. So it's M-E-R-I-E Productions. And you can follow me on Instagram and find out what my production company is doing anytime you want. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mayor Patterson. And in my bio, there's a link for my GoFundMe campaign that is raising money for my projects for Mary Productions. And I actually just have an angel donor who will match 50% of every dollar that is donated from now through the end of the year. So let's make this person donate and donate to me at the GoFundMe campaign. And I'm really asking for crowdfunding. And what that is, is I want a lot of you to donate $5, $10, $20. If that's what you're comfortable donating, if you want to donate more, that's great. But I really want to keep the donations small and have a lot of people because it really feels like a community is supporting me. So thank you so much. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Wellness Wednesday. If you are listening to this episode, you may not be a subscriber, but I would love for you to be a subscriber of mine and listen to all the episodes that I have available. It's only 99 cents a month, and with that, you get all of my interviews going all the way back to 2018. And let me tell you, it's a journey because you know that goes through the pandemic. So it's a very interesting podcast going all the way through to almost 100 episodes, and of course, you you get the Wellness Wednesdays for free. So please subscribe to this podcast and thank you so much for listening. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to another Wellness Wednesday episode. Today we are talking about a very difficult subject, but a very poignant one with the passing of Matthew Perry, addiction. Now, Matthew Perry was very vocal about his addiction and actually helped a lot of people with his recent memoir, but boy, he was too young to die. And I know pretty much everybody in my life has some connection to addiction, whether they admit it or not, but it's just something that is rampant in this world. And we're going to talk today about the difference between maybe a bad habit or something that you do and actually being an addict because it is something that is a disease that you can't control. And I do have some people in my life that I have tried so much to help, but they really want to help or they really have to want to help themselves first. And Matthew Perry was one of those people who, even though he really wanted to be better, he suffered and he eventually, it became his demise. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk first about what it is and the traits, six personality traits that are linked to to addiction. Now, this is also, uh, you know... A broad opinion. I don't. I don't necessarily um, think that just because you have these personality traits that you will be an addict. But it is something that they've found research um, on with people who are addicts that they generally share these six traits. So let's talk about what that is. You have a higher risk of addiction, and it's important to note that addiction is is it's a very complex issue. 
with many contributing factors, including genetics, environment, and individual experiences. Personality traits are just one piece of the puzzle. So here are six personality traits that have been associated with a higher susceptibility to addiction. Impulsivity. So if you are impulsive, you are often viewed as fun to be around because you're spontaneous and you know a lot of people in the entertainment industry are very impulsive and fun and but you also have a serious dark side. So that could be, you know, mood swings, things like that. But people who are impulsive often don't think through the potential risk that is associated with the decision. They don't think things all the way through. They will go with whatever course of action seems like a good idea at the moment, which can often place themselves in risky situations that involve drugs and alcohol. Um, So substance abuse and alcohol addiction are generally um, connected with people who are addicts. There's also other addictions, of course, but we're talking more about substance, substances, (laughs) substances, like that, so drugs and alcohol. Um, It says that 25% of adults in treatment for alcohol and substance abuse have been diagnosed with ADHD. So this makes um, addiction five to 10 times more common in people with ADHD. So if you're impulsive and you have ADHD, which I feel like is also dietary related because if you're having sugar all the time, then you're gonna be bouncing off the walls. And if your diet is terrible, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to a Wellness Wednesday about the fine gold diet, which is all about um, food and chemicals and processed food and sugar affecting your mood and your behavior. So, but people who are impulsive and also have ADHD are 25% higher uh, at a risk for being an addict. Uh, The second thing is nonconformity. So people who are seeking addiction treatment often describe themselves as nonconformists. They consider themselves fundamentally different from their peers due to their interests, values, goals, things like that. They desire to embrace their individuality. So this is also something that's very rampant in the entertainment industry. And everything I talk about in my Wellness Wednesdays are pretty much rampant in the world but the entertainment industry is just like another level of sensitivity so you also have that on top of it when you're an artist you already consider yourselves or yourself fundamentally different from your peers due to your interest and goals and values and all those things so a lot of times addiction starts young and when you're in your own little small hometown and maybe you haven't moved to a big city like New York where you will find your tribe, you already kind of have that, that addiction kind of swirling around you. So yes, nonconformity. So that also um, helps to connect you to drugs and alcohol. Um, the third trait is anxiety. My gosh, you guys, this is all connected to people in the entertainment industry. People who suffer from anxiety can find themselves plagued with worries about personal relationships, fitting in, managing everyday situations, your job, rejection. I mean, this is all connected to being an actor. And, you know, you can you can have insomnia, panic attacks, stomach problems, dizziness. I mean, all of this is so connected to the stress of 
being in the business. It's a very difficult business to be in. So if you have high levels of anxiety already, you're going to want to dampen that and you're, you're going to be, you're going to begin your journey to substance abuse by maybe just cigarettes because that calms your nerves or marijuana. And then that's not a gateway drug, guys. Don't think that's a gateway drug. But it can lead you to numbing those feelings with substances and, you know, having it be, and that, I got to tell you, that is something that even if you aren't an addictive personality or you're not an addict, but you're somebody who's like, if I just take this pill, that's what I'm going to do. That is the world. Not a lot of people want to get to the root of what's going on. And that's kind of why I started these Wellness Wednesdays in the first place was because of my interest in the holistic side of health. So if you find that you're maybe not an addict, but you feel like you're dampening your your symptoms of, of anxiety, depression, stress, so many other things with a substance, and whether that's like a glass of wine or a prescription you know, I don't, I'm not condoning you. Like, I, I don't think that you should not be taking prescriptions because I do believe that those are chemically helping you. So there's a fine line. And like it, I said at the beginning of this episode, it's a complex issue. But I do feel like if you can find a way through without that substance, if you are somebody with some, most of these traits so far, which honestly, a lot of people, I'm fitting into it. Um, you know, it's, it's always good to look at the root cause and look at some other ways of dealing with these feelings. Another trait is low tolerance for stress. So stress is a natural part of life. I mean, I don't really know anybody that's not stressful or not stressed at some point, even if you're like a billionaire, but some people find it significantly more difficult to handle stress. And, you know, it's, It's just something that they don't know how. This is what I was talking about before. They have to dampen it with a substance. So there is so many things you can do to process your stress. There's so many. I mean, that's a whole other episode in itself. But this is a trait when you have low tolerance for stress. You're going to grab at the first thing that's going to have you escape There was something um, recently because there's so many interviews going around with Matthew Perry. And I just, you know, I, I just feel for him. I feel like he was like in the middle of trying to figure it out. And here's a guy who was like in the white hot fame of flame. Sorry, white hot flame of fame with friends. Try saying that 10 times fast. And a millionaire, multi-millionaire. Remember they got a million dollars an episode and that was like the biggest thing we'd ever heard of. And I mean, for 10 years, you guys, just you, you would have thought everything, this is where in the interview, he's like, everything should have been great. That should have been the answer, but it wasn't. And he was realizing after about eight months of being super famous and rich, he was still in the same place of trying to figure out how to find the feeling that he got by drugs and alcohol in life or when he was sober because he would feel he would drink a whole bottle of wine I think is what he said and then he was like oh this is what it feels like to feel normal 
and then the rest of the time he didn't feel normal so to feel normal he had to drink an entire bottle of wine well that's a problem that's something chemical that's an addict that's like how do you figure that out and that's where he knew that and he knew that that wasn't okay and he had to try to figure out how to handle it and he just never got to figure it out because even people who I know that have tried to you know they're alcoholics or they are drug addicts and things like that you're in recovery the rest of your life you're not like oh I figured it out everything's fine you have to go to meetings you need support groups you can't surround yourself with the same group of people you need to find a way through and but the first step is obviously knowing that you have a problem and admitting you have a problem and that's sometimes the hardest step the next trait is sensation seeking that's just what I was talking about so that refers to a desire to constantly seek out new experiences places situations with a lot of sensory input so it's like people who engage in like you know high rates of like adrenaline and things like that you're prone to addiction apparently um sensation seekers are risk takers who enjoy adventure sports loud concerts parties traveling and meeting new people now this is not generally always the truth for me because I do love loud parties and like traveling and I don't like doing extreme sports but that's just because I'm old and I'm always afraid I'm gonna die but these people who like are adrenaline junkies I guess you also have uh, a trait that you would want to you know you're you're looking for that adrenaline rush so it's like you know, this also goes to other uh, other addictions I was gonna, not going to touch on, but like, you know, driving recklessly, having multiple sexual partners, and not having stable relationships, and just, you know, high rates of sensation-seeking behavior. So that makes sense, and that's kind of like trying to find a different way of feeling, if that makes sense. When I was talking about Matthew Perry saying, I need to drink a whole bottle of wine, he needs to feel a different sensation than what he feels normally sober and the sixth trait is blame shifting so blame shifting refers to finding it difficult to take responsibility for your own mistakes and this is what I was saying before you have to really admit like I'm an addict I am an addict I have an addict in my family who whenever we call him an addict and we do it in a way that is like you are an addict so therefore We know that you shouldn't be drinking or we know that you shouldn't be doing this or that. And he gets extremely angry and also has a lot of anger issues. So there's other things connected to it, but won't even admit that he's an addict. So then you're kind of like, well, I can't do much for you because you're blame shifting. You are, you're exhibiting this personality trait like this is this is the way that you deal with it you're you argue that your drug or alcohol use it's not a big deal I could quit at any time this is exactly what this person in my family says all the time and this is amazing because this is the next thing I was going to say and it's right here in front of me extreme blame shifting is accompanied by lack of empathy for others and is associated with narcissistic personality disorder which this person in my family absolutely has 
And one recent study suggests that about 12% of people with substance abuse problems also meet the criteria for narcissistic personality disorder. So all of these traits are really, really common with this person in my family, but also it's such a complex interplay of various factors and it's hard to just kind of nail down one thing, but you know, I know I usually do these episodes and I usually do, how can I, how can I help? What can I do? But these are the personality traits that you either look for in yourself or look for in the people who you know are in your life that are addicts. Now, I touched on it before about being, having a bad habit versus being an addict. That is a very, very big difference because you can be like, oh, I just, you know, I had another piece of candy, but you're not housing your children's Halloween candy and can't stop. That's the difference between the extreme of what an addict is and just uh, having a bad habit and just... You know, like some, because we all have that, but we don't, I mean, nobody is like, even the most disciplined people I know in this world, including myself, you still have about 20% of your diet or 20% of your life where you're just like, fuck it. I want to do whatever I want. That's not what I'm talking about with an addict. An addict has maybe 80% of their life is fuck it. I want to do what I want. 20% is everybody, like them doing something to function because everyone else is screaming at them. It's an extreme difference. And if anybody is an addict out there and you are listening to this or you know somebody, there are so many, I mean, I put this in my, in my phone, I put up addiction and there's so many things that come up that are right here locally where I live. They'll be locally where you live. There's so much help available. That's not going to cost you anything. This is what I think is the most amazing thing about being alive in this time is that you can find help anywhere. You really can. And it's unfortunate that not everybody wants that help. And that's the hard thing about myself and this person and my family is that he doesn't want the help. And you have to admit first that you are an addict, then you have to want help then you have to go get it. So there's like three steps that you can want this person so badly to do because you love them, but that doesn't mean they're going to do it. And you have to kind of learn to take care of yourself. That's why there's Alcoholics Anonymous. And then there's also Al-Anon, which is for families and families who are affected by alcoholics in their family or addicts in their family Because you're trying to deal with the fact that you love this person and they're completely taking over your entire life or they're completely taking over your family's life. And, you know, you've got the extreme of like Matthew Perry, who's a celebrity, who was a millionaire, and you think, oh, he's 100% able to fix this. And he wasn't. And then you have somebody who is completely destitute with no money and all the support in the world and just won't get the help. So it's, it's really frustrating disease to watch somebody have. It's really frustrating when you can't help the person. And so if you're listening to this and that is you, please get some help. Please know that it's not a coincidence that you happened upon this episode. It's not a coincidence that you 
were led to listen to my voice telling you to get help. And it's not a coincidence that you maybe are thinking, I have to do this now. Because the holidays are approaching you guys and it is the highest rate of suicide at this time. And those are not just people who are addicts, a lot of different people, a lot of other things. And I promise some of my wellness Wednesdays will be positive and happy But these are really important topics to discuss in our entertainment industry. And I just have been thinking about it for so long, way before Matthew Perry's death. And I just feel like it it could be, I could do like a month worth of Wellness Wednesdays on addiction, alcoholism, drug addiction, all of it. Because we're a very sensitive community, the artists in in the world. You know, I'm, I mean, it's, we're very sensitive and yet we deal with the biggest rejection and we connect our worth with what we do and all these things that can lead you to want to down a bottle of wine, you know? So I get it. And I wish that Matthew Perry hadn't passed away and that he had had more help or, but I, you know, it is again, a complex issue. But if you're listening to this and you need help, get help. And if a family member needs help, offer them help. Just offer it one more time. And remember that bliss is your birthright. You were meant to be blissful in this world. And I am sending you so much love wherever you are. Thank you for listening.